Welcome back to The Hawks Report, a podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you the stories behind the score. I'm your host, Lauren Williams, the Hawks beat reporter here at the AJC. And since we last talked to you, it's a new year and maybe not quite the same old Hawks. We're four games into the new year. They're two and two in that span. So we'll talk about what we've seen over those last couple of games, including a terrible, terrible loss to the Indiana Pacers last Friday. And then, of course, what happened in Orlando, as well as their overtime win over the 76ers on Wednesday night. If you're listening to us for the first time, thanks for joining us. Please be sure to like, rate, subscribe, and keep listening to us wherever it is you guys get your podcasts. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. And welcome back. So, Daniel, it's been an interesting January for the Hawks. Of course, we did talk to you guys a little bit after the new year began because we did get a chance to talk about that win over the Oklahoma City Thunder and the continuing uh, emergence of Jalen Johnson. And the Hawks have gone two and two, as I mentioned at the top of the show, in the month of January there one and two since we last spoke to you, which is, of course, not great. But to be kind of at 500 in the new year is pretty solid considering the struggles that they had in the season, you know, back in 2023, which, of course, was not that long ago. But before I start ranting too much or get sidetracked and go on a tangent about, you know, new year, different hawks or whatever, um, We've seen some okay stuff out of the Hawks, minus that blowout loss to the Indiana Pacers. I think the one good thing that we can take from that situation is that it was only the second blowout loss (laughs) that the Hawks have had this season, with the first being when they were in Cleveland for that final in-season tournament game and the Cavaliers were trying to run up the score and the Hawks had been in that game for for much of the evening until you know around you know the fourth quarter when the Cavs just pulled away and the Hawks just couldn't get back into it but yeah only two two blowout losses for for this season so far and 
We've seen them be competitive in pretty much every single game. And the argument is has always been for this team that they just can't close games out. And we saw that again on Sunday when they faced the Orlando Magic, Paolo Bencaro and the Orlando Magic. Daniel, was there anything in this past stretch of games, these last three games, that has maybe made you say this is a different team? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) This is the same old. I could could revert back to Team Snip Snap if we wanted to because they have alternated wins and losses in the four games in January. Mm -hmm. Um, We can go kind of call them Team Meh because it's kind of been meh. In, in in January as well. Look, that drubbing against the Pacers, I don't know what it is with these two teams play, but the Pacers seem to average 140-some points per game whenever they do play each other. The Hawks do get a break. I never want to see a guy injured, and I am pretty bummed that Tyrese Halliburton is injured, but at the yeah. same time, the Hawks will get a break and not face him on Friday, which should help, but that was a pretty much embarrassing loss for them. That Magic game, they let slip away. And they mm-hmm. did grind out a win against um, a Joel Embiidless Philadelphia 76ers, which mm-hmm. again, you know, if you, you want to see them do well and get wins and take advantage of that, but it probably didn't need to get to that point because their best player was out. But they do have a pretty solid team. They did get it done in overtime. But yeah, I don't, my opinion has not changed okay. too much. Um, I have really enjoyed Trey Young and what he's been able to do and I think he's been really impressive not only just this week but this entire mm-hmm. season I know he has struggled a little bit with his shooting um, the other night but at the same time I've been pleased with him and of course Jalen Johnson so kind of the mm-hmm. same thing we've been talking about last week it's it's those two right now and and who else is going to step up yeah I think it, it's tough um, you know that drubbing as you you called it against the Indiana Pacers last Friday, if you remember, rumors were really swirling around a certain point guard or a certain guard on this team, excuse me, a certain guard on this team and, you know, his future with this organization and with how everything went down and and him being the only player who in some ways played to the standard that we're used to seeing from him. Um, and him is DeJounte Murray, you had to wonder if maybe some of those trade rumors had started leaking into the locker room and maybe had a bit of an effect on the team. And I asked Quinn Snyder about that after the game, and he was adamant that, one, he didn't want to talk about it, but he also didn't really want to point to any excuses as to why this team got blown out by, by Halliburton and the Pacers. And so... It'll be interesting to see how this team continues to progress with rumors still swirling around DeJounte Murray and his future. But he's been playing pretty well in these last five games, put up 20 or more points in five straight games, which is a solid streak for him. But yeah, it's just this team, man. You just never know what you're going to get on a certain night. But um, yeah, I, I still don't want to call them the same old Hawks. And you're you're seeing, and, and the reason why I say that is because you're seeing some positives out of this team, right? Um, you're seeing the rise of Jalen Johnson. You're seeing Trey being an unselfish player. You know, you're seeing 
guys like Onyeko Kongu step up in the absence of Clint Capella on on Wednesday night and and how he scored 11 of the team's first 18 points on Wednesday night. I just, it's tough. You don't want to call it the same old Hawks because, again, you're seeing some positives, but it's just not enough. And again, this team, we keep talking about it ad nauseum that this team needs to to make some changes just because the season is in a weird point where it's not necessarily completely a wash, but the, the, the chances of them making a really big run with what we've seen so far are just, it's just so unlikely. But I would like to say that watching how they played on Wednesday night, the ball movement, the way Trey got so many guys involved, the way that we saw Jalen Johnson get so many guys involved. You know, he had a career high seven assists on Wednesday night. And, you know, that accounted for 17 of the Hawks' points on Wednesday. So again, I feel like we're seeing some positives. So it's, it's that's why I don't want to call them the same old Hawks, just because we're seeing a couple of different things, but collectively, this is a frustrating team to watch. Yeah, and here's my thing, and, and you made a great point about DeJounte and potentially the rumors, how that affects the locker room. But we're talking about wanting to see progress from this team and maybe not the same old Hawks, but at the same time, I feel like at what point do you just rip the Band-Aid off and, and get this done? If all these rumors keep circulating about all these teams being interested in him, why don't you just get this done as quick as you can and then start figuring out what else you have because this team can start developing great chemistry and this team starts looking good and then in the blink of an eye DeJounte Murray's trade and then you're kind of starting back over again based on depending on what pieces you get back in the deal so it, it, I feel like it's just a wait and see right now because at the same time we're looking for progress and you know there's certain people that you're keeping an eye on Trey and Jalen but at the same time how different is this roster going to look in a week or two um again the trade deadline's not till February but with the way these rumors are going around with DeJounte wouldn't surprise me if that's going to happen sooner rather than later again this is not me knowing inf- any information but this is just again where there's smoke there's fire and I feel like there's a lot of smoke coming out of the the camps of all these teams trying to get after DeJounte Murray now the Warriors potentially added in the mix so for me it's like yeah, we, we, we want to see the progress. We want to see what this team do. We would love for them to rattle off some wins. But at the same time, this team, I don't think, is going to look the same in a couple of weeks. So for me, I just want to wait and see what happens after that. And until then, you just hope to see progress from from certain players. And again, you don't want them to keep losing. Um, you want them to get better. But that's why I kind of right now it's the same old Hawks until this roster changes. I, I hear you. And I think to to your point, part of the holdup and I don't want to call it a holdup um, but I think to to why we haven't necessarily seen anything get done is you you really have to try and figure out what the best possible outcome is for essentially trading away and I hate to use these terms but you traded away three first round picks to what has essentially amounted to oh plus Danilo Gallinari we can't forget him but um, to what has amounted to being essentially a one-year rental of DeJounte Murray's skills and and the player that he is and, and what he can add to a locker room. So you're going to want to try and, and bring in the best possible haul that you can 
to to make up for the haul that you you doled out for him you know um you just can't really take exactly you know the first deal that just comes to mind just because you're trying to move on from from him you really have to try and recruit recoup recoup excuse me i don't know why that word was so hard to say recoup as many assets as you potentially can because you always have to keep in the back of your mind that um sure you have a protected first round pick from the kings but you know if if they end up needing to use it this year for whatever reason you know like their season takes a nosedive or something um you don't get that pick till next year and that might potentially be the only first round pick that you have until 2028 so yeah you want to try and and recoup as many assets as possible if it's not necessarily an outright first round pick you want to try and get a player who was kind of in that realm or that range of players that are taken in the lottery a young upstart who who can impact a roster right away right and and you're you're not going to get three first round picks. Let's just be real. You're not getting that nope. back. So will you even two? I mean, again, I think other teams might have to be I involved would, if you're trying. I still to get, think they're lucky if they get two picks back for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing is too is what I'm hearing you're saying, and again, all great points is it's this trade is if it goes down is not going to be on the Hawks' watch. There are some teams that might want to wait a couple of weeks to see if they are in buying mode, if they're in selling mode, uh, just because the Hawks might be saying, all right, he's available. doesn't mean that all these teams are going to be like, all right, well, we're ready to go now. I mean, there's still a whole, almost a whole month to evaluate which teams are really going to make some moves. And, you know, maybe the Hawks have seen enough to know that, all right, we're going to make basically everyone available besides Jalen and Trey, and we'll see what happens. But other teams might take the month of January and say, all right, you know, I think the Golden State Warriors are a really good example of that. You know, now they're starting to, you know, they have a a big loss the other night against New Orleans. People are starting to wonder if they have any gas left in the tank. Are they going to try to make a move to salvage, you know, their what they have already? Or are they going to start to punt and start thinking about the future? You have... Other teams that are, you know, again, a piece or two. The Lakers are another example. They're really going to go all in and try to go for DeJounte Murray and try to get that championship. Or they could be in two weeks, you know, still ninth or 10th in the West and trying to say, figure out if it's worth it or not. So um, as much as maybe even me saying, let's change this roster now, there's going to have to be some patience involved because this is not the way it works. So you need to wait till there's the most demand for him so you can try to get the most out of that situation. And that might not be right now. That might be in a couple of weeks. Exactly. But I do think it is intriguing that there are so many teams that have interest that's surrounding his name. You Like you mentioned, the Warriors, his former team, the San Antonio Spurs. We've seen the Knicks, the Lakers. I'm missing a fifth team. I saw the Pistons uh, link to him in another some rumors. And I wasn't oh my quite goodness. sure. Um, <laughs> I know your former stomping grounds. I, I wasn't sure the reasoning for that. Um, just based yeah. on their situation, unless that's just a future piece that they think would be good in a Monty Williams system. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen Lakers, Warriors. I did see the Spurs, the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. There was one other team, but it's not coming off the top of my head right now. But uh, while I have you, is is he the biggest name out there right now? The teams is like he the most attractive 
piece right now that seems to be the, I guess, openly available. There could be some other pieces that obviously get traded. Yeah. But as far as the rumors, is he the biggest piece out there right now? Based on things that, you know, some of the national reporters have been saying, it would seem he is the bell of the ball this time around. That should, uh, I like that, a bell of the ball. Well, so <laughs> hopefully, he's uh, going to have his, he is a full dance card, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like, let's see which team, which team show up to the dance and, yeah. and scoop him up. But I think that's going to be the most interesting thing is, I mean, that's where the domino is going to fall, not only maybe mm-hmm. for the Hawks, but that's, that might be the first shoe that drops in as far as NBA trades. And that might start the ripple effect as other deals getting done. So whether it gets done now or a couple weeks or in a month, um, it'll be fascinating to see. I will also say that there are some teams that are very tight-lipped about how they go about their business. You think of the Raptors and and how they ended up pulling off the OG Ananobi trade with the Knicks. We didn't really hear too much about, if anything, the only things that we were hearing about that were happening between the Knicks and the Raptors uh, was the lawsuit about stolen intellectual property and everything like that. But this is not a show about that. But th- but to that point, you know, there are so many things that are happening. There are probably a ton of other teams that we haven't even thought about that might be a landing spot for DeJounte Murray. And, and this has no, this isn't supposed to be any type of perk up or smoking gun or anything like that. But Landry Fields was on the ground in in Orlando on Sunday at the Hawks Magic game. And, you know, he could have been discussing things with people that we didn't get a chance to see him talking to. So who knows what that could mean? It could mean an any any number of things. But we're going to take a quick break. And of course, we want to keep talking about the Hawks this season. And that means talking about Trey Young and a potential third all-star appearance as well as more talk about Jalen Johnson. Stay with us. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song, the celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Welcome back to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I just wanted to take this time to thank everyone for their continued support of the AJC as well as AJC.com. You guys really are what makes all of this happen. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution does have a special offer available for listeners of this podcast. You can get unlimited digital access for the next three months for just 99 cents. That means access to all of our sports coverage, politics, food and dining, and investigations, 
and so much more on AJC and AJC.com. Plus, you guys get access to our myriad of newsletters and you can get this offer by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. So we spent most of the first part of the show talking about one point guard on this team. Now it's time to talk about the other one in Trey Young and just... We touched on it at the beginning of the show. He's been having a really solid season, you know, a little bit up and down because he started kind of cold, had a really hot December, and things are cooling off for him a little bit right now, but he'll find his footing again if we're to follow the trends. Um, What hasn't cooled off, though, is his ability to continue making plays and the fact that he's still averaging a career best of 11 assists per game but his historic jan or excuse me we're in the month of january his historic december has helped him kind of rise a little bit in the fan voting ranks because the nba on thursday released their second batch of fan voting results and Trey Young had started off the all-star voting in third behind Tyrese Halliburton of the Pacers and Damian Lillard of the Bucks. But now in the second batch of voting, he is in second place behind Halliburton, but he's trailing him by a million or so votes, if my math is correct. But he is ahead of Damian Lillard ever so slightly about by about 300,000 or so votes. So... Hawks fans are are doing their thing or he's he's resonating with the NBA community with what he was able to do in the month of December. And um, that's that's great for Trey. I think this is a, a, a year that's very much well deserved as far as all star recognition, just because he's been doing a lot of different things and we're seeing him mature on the court as a player. Does that mean that he has completely shed some of the things that, you know, would frustrate the Hawks fan community or maybe some basketball purists. No, but as Quinn Snyder likes to say, growth isn't linear. (laughs) But we're seeing really good things and something fun for fans to watch for on Friday night when the Hawks take on the Pacers is that Bogdan Bogdanovich is one three-pointer away from 1,000 career three-pointers. And Trey Young is two three-pointers away from 1,000 career triples. So if they both hit that 1,000th career three-pointer on Friday night, they become the first pair of teammates in NBA history to record their 1,000th career triple in the same game. So just a little something, a little fun nugget for you guys to look out for on Friday night. The more you know, right? The more you know. Boom, so, boom, boom. That's and, my embassy sound effect, by the way. <laughs> and I was going to say, the likelihood of Trey being the person that assists Bogey or Bogdan Bogdanovich on that thousandth career 
three is probably pretty high because um, I believe Trey has been the guy that has facilitated or um, most of Bogey's shots this season. I, I do remember there was a stat floating around of, you know, teammate partnerships and, and Trey and Bogey were right up there. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a great partnership and it's amazing this, that stat about them both being able to knock down a thousand three pointers and potentially doing the same game is really cool. But I wanted to go back for Trey for a second and just the all-star voting. And I feel like it is much deserved. And this is probably one of his best years in Atlanta, or I guess in his career, in my opinion, just what he's been able to do. And can you imagine what this team would be like if he wasn't playing at the level that he's playing at right now? I mean, this team could be not near the bottom of the East, but you know what I mean? They'd be a lot worse off than they are. He's top 10 in points. He's top three in assists. He's top 10 in three-pointers made per game. I mean, he deserves to be up there, and I think some years he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves, and whether it's a fan thing, whether it's a player respect, I know that was something big last year as far as player votes not getting enough to get in. The fact that you passed Damian Lillard, one of the most popular players in the league, I think says something about what people are noticing with Trey this year, and look, the Hawks don't get a ton of national televised games. Uh, obviously, more people have access to watching games with League Pass and all across the world, um, so people get to see each game more. But when it comes to Atlanta playing on national television, you don't get to see the Hawks as much, so you don't get to watch Trey as much. And the fact that he is climbing and jumping over a guy like Damian Lillard, who's doing really well in Milwaukee, I think that says something about what the fans are, are seeing. So it is crazy to think about where this Hawks team would be without Trey Young, but this is by far, I think, one of his best seasons of his career. Yeah, I think I think the big thing too is that when you couple how well Trey had been playing, it's you're gonna you're always gonna play the what if game in this situation. If they hadn't lost Jalen Johnson and, and and Trey had, you know, had that historic run that he he had in December, the Hawks record might be a bit different than it is right now but unfortunately the NBA doesn't reward what ifs and um, the fact of the matter is is that even though Trey has put up some wonderful numbers the Hawks as a collective because basketball is a team sport it's just it's still not where they need it to be and so I want to also talk about you know some of Trey's assists and in the past, you could you could make the argument that some of his stat his assist statistics <laughs> that's a little bit of a mouthful his um his assists were a little bit inflated. You could make that argument and that he was hunting for some of those highlight plays. Whereas this season, I really do think he has done an amazing job of making the right pass at the right time and finding the right person. Sure, he's still turning over the ball quite a bit. And even he admits that he would like to clean that up and be better about that. Averaging 4.3 turnovers this season, which is not a career high, but it's the highest or the most turnovers he's averaged per game since his sophomore season when he went to the All-Star for his first time. Um, so, yeah, you'd love to see him clean up some of those turnovers a bit and up his communication, especially because some teammates have admitted to not being um, 
ready for some of his passes, which leads to turnover. So part of that growth for him is just continuing to be a better communicator and, and just making sure that his teammates and he are continuing to be on the same page. Um, Quinn Snyder likened it to uh, sometimes when you speak a different language, it takes people a little bit of a time to adjust to that. And he talked about how Trey Young communicates a lot with his eyes. And so it's just continuing to build that chemistry and his teammates continuing to learn how to speak his language, but also him uh, learning to speak theirs. So communication has been quite a big thing for this Hawks team this season, particularly in late game situations. But I think Wednesday night was a, a good day as far as seeing how much and, and Quinn Snyder likened it to how much they were trusting each other. And so you you just want to continue seeing more of that. But yeah, I just want to highlight, I really do think that a lot of Trey's passes and assists this season really have been about making the right play at the right time. And it's not the inflated you can't or rather i i feel like i can't accuse him of inflating his stats with some of the the weird looks that he would try to get teammates last season this season they've been some really good ones and you just want to continue seeing more out of him as he continues to mature and 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 hopefully grow into the leader that this team needs him to be and then the other thing we touched on it a little bit at the top of the show is just Jalen Johnson continuing to grow into being a playmaker. And that's something that the Hawks are going to want to continue taking advantage of. We saw some really good looks that he created, including, you know, a couple threes, one to Trey, one to Bogdan Bogdanovich. We continue to see his growing connection with Onyeko Kongu for a couple of lobs and a couple of dump off passes that he was able to finish at the rim. And yeah, you just want to continue seeing Jalen gain more and more confidence and, and continue to help make plays for this team, not just him getting out into transition, but, you know, potentially being a point forward and in some ways maybe running the, the, the half-court offense a little bit. So it's been really fun watching the continued growth of Jalen Johnson. And who knows, maybe this time next year, we'll be talking about him and Trey both going to an all-star game. With that... I'm Lauren Williams, and you're listening to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.